Welcome to Basketball Party, episode 54. I'm Aaron M. Rousen in Los Angeles, California, and with me... Kim Houston in Louisville, Kentucky. It's been a minute. Yeah. Happy 2017. Yeah. Happy all, all, all star voting season. Yeah. In the thick of it. Time to start pandering for votes, everyone. <laughs> How many people do you think still are going to vote for Kobe somehow? Oh, right in candidate. Bring him back. <laughs> Drake. Drake's ballot is just all votes for Kobe. <laughs> I just want him to high five me once. Um. <laughs> I haven't voted yet. Have you voted yet? Uh, not yet. Mm. Well, don't worry. There's I don't know. I, I always feel kind of like with real voting, I have a feeling like my candidate's just not going to win. Oh, <laughs> oh topical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this year, most a lot of people that I would vote for would get would be on. Yeah. Not to say that's... I mean, I just usually, my ballots, it, it's just like I vote down ticket, just like Cavaliers, and that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that's been my uh, way to vote. Yeah. And I always get annoyed with, you know, because I brought up Kobe, like people who would vote for Kobe and he'd be injured or something. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yeah. I, I don't know. All-star voting annoys me. Well, are you going to abstain or are you, are you going to vote? No, I'll vote. You know, I've got to do my duty as an NBA fan, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's in New Orleans again this year. Oh. Wasn't it just there? Oh, uh, it's there. But isn't it there because they, like, stole it from, well, they didn't steal it. Yeah. Wasn't it supposed to be in Charlotte and they were like, well, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Well, it was kind of Charlotte did it to themselves. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Inside job. So, I, yeah, the, at the Smoothie King Center. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'll be there soon, hopefully. The, oh, the halftime show's John Legend. Oh. Oh, you oh. <laughs> sound pleasantly surprised. Oh. I mean, I mean,. <laughs> <laughs> my O is more like that doesn't seem like a a choice. Well, wait, a logical choice. Well, uh, remember last year though, Sting. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> so I feel like John Legend, we're at least getting a little closer to. Yeah, you know, auto correcting a little bit. Yeah, relevancy. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think John Legend has a new record out that he's probably trying to pedal. So. Uh, that's probably and what it like is. he's, like, upbeat and, you know. Yeah, like, he's positive. He, he's what America needs now. Yeah. All-star. All I hope John Legend makes a statement while performing at the All-Star game. That'd be great. Yeah. But who knows? Um, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to be in for all sorts of statements after January 20th. That's true. That is true. Wall-to-wall statements. Um... <laughs> Speaking of making a statement, uh, mm. let's talk about Derek Rose. Yeah, Nick of note. <laughs> Just uh, not showing up to work, not calling in, not letting anyone know. 
Yeah, not answering the calls of the people who are trying to find him. Just gonna not show up. Yeah, I... I, I think any in any other field, this would totally be frowned upon. I, I mean, I think it is frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's frowned upon, but, you know, I think... There isn't, I think, like, a major repercussion beyond a fine. In this case, I think is what you mean. You mean you would yeah. get fired? In yeah, like you would definitely, unless there was some mitigating circumstance. I was in a car accident and in a coma. You know, right. my right. significant other went into the hospital. You, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. But even still, even with those circumstances, I feel like you have enough time to send a text message. That's what I'm saying. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, send a text. That's all you gotta <laughs> do. Right? I, I it, That to me is the most unbelievable part. That somebody would think it's just totally fine to not call out, not say anything, mm-hmm. and not just send a text. Texting is the most passive-aggressive way to inform someone of something. Because what are they gonna do? Text you back? You can ignore it. Yeah. So, I, 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 uh, you know, we have struggled with Derrick Rose, you and I, because yeah. we used to be, you know, we used to be big fans. Yeah. I, it's so interesting to me that um, they had also, so right before that game, they had been blown out in Indiana, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's out that game. It's also, you know, terrible. Yeah. And I don't know, if he had some kind of family situation, by not answering any calls or not doing anything, it kind of makes it seem like he just doesn't give a shit about the team. Right. Right. I mean, if you, okay, let's, let's take the facts as they are. He had mm-hmm. some family situation with his mom, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's just, if he had sent a text to, I don't know, anyone, Joakim Noah, somebody, mm-hmm. yeah. gotta go see about my mom. Uh, yeah. Like, that is, there's not, it's a pretty, incontr- like, you can't really challenge that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, and what's weird is he didn't text because he, he did text Joakim Noah, but not until after the game was over and they'd been like blown the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay. Oh, it was the Pelicans. That's who they played. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was just like, oh hey guys, I understand. Well, th- what's weird is also he was like at practice that morning. The whole mm-hmm. thing is so odd. He was at practice that morning, then just didn't show up for the game, didn't say anything, and then showed up for practice the next day in quote-unquote good spirits. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I just, I... I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with this one. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds like it could be a fib, you know? Even if it is, like, I... You know, 
I just say anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, even if you're fake and sick from work, say whatever. Yeah. But the the no-call, no-show is the lamest thing ever. Like, it's not as if Derrick Rose is new to the league. Mm-hmm. You're Derrick fucking Rose. Like, call in, you yeah. ding-dong. <laughs> so, I just... <sighs> and I think it's just... The other thing is, like... Even if... Regardless of if there was truly an issue or not, which I guess, you know, we'll never really know unless his mom comes <laughs> out and is like, it was me. Just being that disrespectful to your teammates and just being like, not going to come in, not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and as we were just, while we were kind of talking through this beforehand, that article from The Vertical where it's like, he says he wouldn't do anything differently. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, uh, not even sending a text, not even just throwing that out there as a a possible option. No? Okay. Like, I don't know. You know that I love nuts in the league. I think nuts are very entertaining. I like the guys who are kind of crazy. I always have. But this, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is kind of, uh, akin to like that for a while there where people didn't know where that plane was and they just thought it had you know disappeared off the face of the earth and then they found out it crashed right yeah that's yeah. what this is to me because it's I keep thinking about why wouldn't he send a text why why would you do something that's just so kind of backhanded to your teammates and you know how does that logic work yeah clearly it it doesn't yeah but you know i I guess that's why it it, it's so mysterious to me i mean for real derrick rose has always kind of prided himself on being a, a sort of a mysterious soft-spoken person but i don't know there's a difference between being a mysterious soft-spoken person and just being an asshole who doesn't call out like i mean true but i i I mean i I think that this is just i don't know whatever the natural extension of that is yeah this is the next phase of i mean he's probably always been an asshole that's he's just doing a lot less he's not doing a very good job anymore of hiding it yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, I I have to say, I think that, you know, when we look back on Derrick Rose's career later in time, I think it will be very easy to see that once that ACL injury happened and the recovery was so difficult, it, that kind of just everything just flowed from there, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it was... Yeah. Maybe it was easy to hide behind, like, being, you know, the center of a franchise and, like, going through, um, you know, playing that well and the Bulls being that competitive. And then once that goes away, that's when you start, you know, that's when your sexual assault allegations come out and, you know, you... Just don't show up to a game and don't think it's weird that you didn't call. Like, you know what I mean? 
it seems it seems like it all flows from there. Yeah. And, you know, it can also be said that the Knicks aren't doing that great. No. They're not <laughs> horrible, but, yeah, they're not that great. Yeah, they're not terrible, but I think there were more people who would probably give him a free pass. Yeah. In Chicago versus in New York City. Oh, I agree. I mean, I agree 100% with that. I Yeah, I think that had this Knicks trade not happened and he was still with the Bulls, things might have been different. I don't know. But, yeah, I could see. Because it's, you know, the Knicks, how do I put this? He's basically like a guy that shows up for a job in New York. It's not like your hometown person and blah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that. And also, yeah. It's, but yeah, the Knicks are just. <laughs> they're not great. They're having some challenges. Ugh, they've been, I mean, their number one challenge is uh, <laughs> their ownership. That's not going anywhere. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was on a plane, and that's why he couldn't return the call. That's. <laughs> I'm sorry. My phone was in airplane mode, so I couldn't, uh... Yeah. Couldn't, uh... <laughs> couldn't... Didn't couldn't, see couldn't the barrage of calls the, and texts. Yeah, couldn't... Hope, hope Derek Rose doesn't have red notifications on, because that's that's going to be a problem. <laughs> it says you read it, dude. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> do you think they'll trade him? This is so. This is my next question. Do you think they'll try to offload him? Mm. Are they going to give him another shot? I I think that's an interesting question, but and I also think uh, <clears throat> with that question, what happens with Joakim Noah? Mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. those two seem to be very close and you know well as we as we've as we've seen those packages can be broken true um i don't know i just wonder if if he's starting to become too <coughs> much of a liability to them and they're like we don't want to deal with this i don't know yeah I guess, I don't know, I think he would probably have to display more erratic behavior. That's true, that's true. But yeah, I don't, uh, I guess time will tell. The problem is, you know, if if he wants to leave the league entirely, he's too young to start playing for the Ice Cube (laughs) three-on-three league. Yeah, this seems really weird to me. Well, here's the thing. Whatever happened with that, like, Champions League thing that we talked about a while ago? Yeah, because when you started talking uh, about this Ice Cube three-on-three league with, you know, America's best retired NBA players (laughs) or whatever, it made me think of Champions League because apparently that's gone absolutely nowhere. Yeah, I... Um, I don't know whatever happened to that. It just kind of faded off into the, you know, abyss. 
Yeah, um, maybe like getting a, a team in Mexico City. Oh, that's yeah, different issue altogether. Um, the uh, um, this new league though. Uh, is, as we were discussing, Ice Cube is helping with it, AI is going to be a player coach, and then your boy Gary Payton is going to be a coach. (laughs) And then it's for guys over 30, Mm -hmm. half court, Mm -hmm. three on three. Mm -hmm. I don't... I feel like this is a thing that would be it's they're playing in different cities every Saturday between like June and early August. So do they did it say do they have any TV rights? I don't believe so, but that seems ill-advised, doesn't it? Like wouldn't yeah. you, wouldn't you want to you want to televise this? Yeah, you could at least get on, you know, like, NBC Sports 4 or whatever. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe the Travel Channel? I don't know. The Travel Channel? VH1? I don't know. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see if there's any... I mean, VH1's really branched out. That's not such a terrible idea. Uh, Hey. Hey. I'm out here with great ideas. You know. Well, there's that four-point shot, that really exciting part. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. Eight-team big three league. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. I guess I'm just curious who this is for. I, to be real with you, I think this is for the guys playing. I don't think this is really for us. No, but, I mean, they're going to different cities, right, mm-hmm. with... um. I'm hoping Ice Cube wants to make money. Sure. They're going to be selling tickets, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still wondering who it's for. Oh, they're trying to get Kobe to join. Of course. Let's see. I don't... There is nothing about TV rights in this. Uh, You know, is it like... Is it kind of... uh, (laughs) I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of, you know. <clears throat> oh, there are negotiations. To, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So many details here. <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. I thought of this concept as a fan who got sick of seeing his heroes retire and not play anymore, Ice Cube said. A lot of these guys can still play once they retire, just not in the back-to-backs or four games in five nights. Um, which, I, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Sadly, basketball isn't like, you know, soccer, where, you know, 38-year-old Didier Drogba is still playing, you know, fairly significant minutes. Um, let's see. Uh so the so it kind of reaffirms what I'm saying. Like in you know in the summer, how you'll go 
to, you know, one of those random, like, neighborhood festivals or, you know, whatever. And, you know, Rick Springfield's there. Okay. Okay. And, and, you know, like, a few other musicians. I don't know. Color Me Bad's there. And, uh, let's see. Blues Traveler. (laughs) Fun Fun fact about Blues Traveler. Apparently, uh, John Popper lives in Colorado somewhere, I think. (laughs) And apparently just will sometimes pop up and get on stage and play, um, play his harmonica. Hmm. Well, that's nice. Yeah. A friend of mine was in, let's see, is this? Yeah. In Colorado. And I guess she told me he, oh no, he lives in Washington. My bad. Hmm. Um, he will just like pop up and do a show. I was like, I feel like he's got that harmonica on him, like, at any... He's, like, ready to go at all times. He's just, like, ready to break into Hook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wants to He wants to jam on that harmonica so bad, you know he mm-hmm. does. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so, here... And you're watching this, and you're watching this, you know, street festival show, and you're thinking, wow, this is great. I would never have thought for all of these has-beens to be at one summer festival. (laughs) But I'm enjoying it because it's free and I've had four beers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, So that's... I get it. I think you're... Yeah, it's just, you know... Or it's like one of those traveling, like, shows where they have, like, Six or seven different like old school rappers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like it's your chance to see everybody. Yeah, but yeah. everybody now, right, right. It's like Warren G, Bone Thugs, mm-hmm. um, uh, Big Daddy me, Kane, Color Me yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You're like finally, uh, and it's yeah, and it's not bad. No, no, but they're not in their prime. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and it's entertaining. No, of course, of course. I mean, I don't think that anything about this won't be entertaining. I just, Mm -hmm. it's, so here's just some further, uh, negotiations to secure a television rights deal continues. This will air somewhere. It's gotta. This is not going to be in a vacuum, especially with all these people. Uh, No. The end goal is to take the big three worldwide. We are going to take this league to some places that don't even have an NBA team, Cube said, and eventually take this show around the country and world. What if they mm. come to Louisville? Would you go? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what are ticket prices? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I guess I'm not unloading like 60 bucks for this. What if it was, what if it was just like Kobe... Kmart, well, Mike Bibby, you'd pony up 60 bucks for Mike Bibby. Come on. Jesus Christ. You love Mike Mike. Bibby. You love Mike Bibby. Love to hate him. Love to hate. Um, Yeah, it's Mike Bibby. Come on. So, 
I mean, I, I'd go just because it would be like, you know, at least real bass, somewhat real basketball, even though there's like this trick shot and I don't know. There's a like, lot of rules, as we discovered. There's a four-point yeah. line. There's like a halftime, seven-minute halftime. They play to 60. There's a seven-minute halftime once they get to 30 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of rules. It's very involved, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I Maybe it would be interesting for the spectacle of it, but... yeah. I mean, people oh. love to go see the Harlem Globetrotters, so... Yeah, they were in town recently. Yeah, did they were... Go. They were... <laughs> did not go. I report... Have you ever seen them before? No. I haven't either. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I heard the interview with uh, one of the dudes on NPR, and, you know, that was nice. That was enough. I, I, <laughs> I heard an interview with one of the guys, and that was enough. <laughs> Isn't the whole point of the Harlem Globetrotters to like see their little tricks and stuff? To hear that yeah, song, you know, he was describing his like a little trick shot, and it's like, oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> Not enough to Don't go care see to it, go. Though. Don't care to visualize no. it. Um, you don't want to hear their little song? No. Imagine uh, John Popper playing that song on the yeah. harmonica. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing the, the Harlem That's the halftime show at the Harlem Globetrotters. Is John Popper playing their theme song on the harmonica? <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, it's what we finally deserve. a cover I want to hear. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, this truly is music. So, I mean, think about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I would be more inclined to go see this three-on-three thing than the Harlem Globetrotters. I don't, I don't know why. I'd li- I don't have anything against the Harlem Globetrotters at all. Yeah. Well, I think this is more exciting. Yeah. So, the chance to see Mike Bibby. You know, those Harlem Globetrotter games, they're, like, rigged, right? You know? They're yeah. going to win. Yeah. Yeah. The fix is in. Yeah. I mean, there. That's the, that's the underlying <laughs> fact about the Harlem Globetrotters. They're always going to win. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we can also talk about uh, Mexico City. The f- yeah. The 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 uh, bone that Adam Silver threw them and then quickly, you know, <laughs> took away. Took it right back. They're like, oh, we'll play an exhibition game here. And then, uh, yep, so no. <laughs> um, I uh, mo- Putting a team in Mexico City, th- I was thinking about this earlier today because I was like, this is going to sound so, like, Trumpy to be like, don't do it. Like, don't have a team in Mexico City, even though there is a <laughs> team in Canada. And, it, and at one time were two teams in Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to be like, no, because that sounds like xenophobia. And it's not that. I just, Mexico City? Like, that's not even close, really that close to America. Mm-hmm. Toronto, you're like looking at Ohio, basically. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? Um, I guess in thinking about it from, you know, 
you know, the league perspective, it's just... Because I keep thinking about how everyone, like, keeps talking about, like, having an NFL team in London or something. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. perpetually, like, seems to be, like, some kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've read a f- many think pieces on that whole concept. Yeah. And uh, it it sounds kind of... The logistics of it seem really difficult. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless you're flying from, like, Los Angeles to uh, the DFA, I don't know. I think that might be a somewhat easy flight. But, you know, flying from Minneapolis to uh, Mexico City is going to be... Not pleasant. Let's see. Let's see how long the flight is from Los Angeles to Mexico City. It might actually be better from San Antonio. Well, I mean, San Antonio would be easier. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, first of all, it's cheap. So there's that. <laughs> um, okay. Give me an answer. How long does it take? Three hours and 36 minutes. Yeah. Okay, let's try Minneapolis to Mexico City. I think that, I mean, the London thing is just, is really wacky because that's... Yeah, the London thing's really wacky from, you know, for, because of the logistics. Yeah. Um, if the logistics of this were somewhat sound and and being that I'm in a city that is in America and probably could have an NBA team. Right. Right. Maybe kind of, could we support it? Could we not? You know? Yeah. Then is, is the, is the fan base in Mexico city there? Are there enough people, um, that could support a team? I mean, don't we have enough problems with like the bucks at this point? Like, I mean, this is what's weird about this. Also, the flight time from Minneapolis to Mexico City is uh, five hours and 57 minutes. So it's like a coast to coast. That's fine. That's doable. So then maybe Boston would be weird. I, I think just, I don't think Mexico City is actually that difficult to get through to from anywhere in America. I think that it just doesn't seem, it just seems like a weird concept to me. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought it seemed strange. I, in, in the same way that I think the whole London team for the NFL seems bad shit. And that's yeah, even more I, of a logistical nightmare. Imagine if you're the LA Rams and or Chargers <laughs> and you're coming to going to London to play. Yeah. I've flown to London from LA and it's, it is long AF. It is not short. <laughs> and just the jet lag and everything. I don't know. I don't know, dude. So, I mean, it seems like it's already a moot point. They were yeah. just like, we'll think about it. <laughs> wink, wink, and then that was it. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we keep having preseason games here. Yes. Tr- that's true. <laughs> they throw you, you know. the bone. That time you got to see the Battle of Florida or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, and uh, Milwaukee was here. Or, no, no, no. Minnesota was here in the preseason, but hmm. I, I didn't go. 
No. Well. Had, yeah, it's something else going on. No Kevin Love, no peace. Yeah, C is. I can't believe I, I didn't even bring this up when we were talking about the fact that Kyle Korver is now a Cleveland Cavalier. Oh. You know, it's like every year just my dreams keep coming true. Mm-hmm. First LeBron comes back, then mm-hmm. J.R. Smith becomes a Cav. Now Kyle Korver. <laughs> It's like what a embarrassment of riches. <laughs> I love Kyle Korver, as you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I do. So happy that him and his mis- off-season misogies are now coming to Cleveland. Yeah. So, remember that thing about him walking up the U.S. Bank Tower like 55,000 times or whatever? Yep. Oh, Kyle. What a, what a guy. What a guy. Um, I did really appreciate um, the, there was a, there were intros for a game the other night and it was everybody mm-hmm. walking in in their little outfits. It might've been Portland. Um, also way to drop two in a row Cavs. Nice work. Uh, but everybody, you know, everybody's very like chic or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, shout out to friend of the pod, Joseph Hughes for his comment that, Kyle Corver looked like a, basically like a Bible study guy from like one of those cool churches who's going to like rap to you about Jesus. <laughs> I was like, that is what he looks like. He looks like a youth pastor. He had like a mm-hmm. zip up sweater on. You know, I love Kyle, but come on, Kyle. You're on the Cleveland Cavaliers now. Have you seen these people before a game? <laughs> Somebody help Kyle. Kevin Love, help Kyle. Help him. Help him out. Kevin there, Love there. knows how to dress. Kevin Love's yeah. great. Help him out. Yeah, that's exciting news for me. Finally got rid of Mo Williams' stupid contract. Miss you, Dante Jones. Miss you. Yeah, Kyle Korver. Big news for me. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that I we were kind of talking about was um, the whole thing about... Uh, my love for, I was asking you what updates you had turned on on your phone. Mm-hmm. Because whoever is out here writing the ESPN updates, particularly for the NBA, mm-hmm. re- real wordsmith. A real wordsmith. <laughs> real poet. A real poet. Well, let's see. Let's talk about Suns big man Tyson Chandler. Good to know that Tyson Chandler is playing for the Suns. Takes out his frustrations on the rim with a powerful dunk. Remember when Tyson Chandler was playing for the Knicks and he was like, people yeah. were making zines about him and stuff. He was like <laughs> fashion guy. Now he fucking plays in yeah. Phoenix. Like, yo, that's how far the mighty have fallen. There's that. There's the one I texted you about the other day, which is my particular fave. <laughs> Here is an ESPN update I received on Thursday, um, January 12th. At uh, 7.26 in the morning. SportsCenter video. Hip-hop mogul DJ Khaled talks LeBron's departure from Miami and breaks down his own hoop skills. So, LeBron left Miami two Mm -hmm. and a half years ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, did this tweet, was this just a late tweet from, or a late update from 2014? Did this just (laughs) only manage to get through to my phone now? Who gives a shit? Well, true, one, who gives a shit. But two, I think if this is a current interview with DJ Khaled, I think it's 
amazing that he has feelings about it. Like, this is what he has to talk about? Mm-hmm. I just don't... I don't see how that is a relevant thing to discuss. Also, don't get me wrong. I understand that there were probably 12 people that had feelings about LeBron leaving Miami. <laughs> Those 12... Yeah, there might have been more. 15. Those 15 Miami Heat fans... <laughs> That were sad that LeBron was leaving. DJ Khaled was one of them. Okay. He's still having, he's still, he's still having, uh, you know, emotions about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I, I feel like Miami Heat fans. You know, what's that? What's that like? Old. Well, I guess this would. It's like one of those math equations where like. You have to take the time that you dated someone times two, and that's, like, how long it takes you to get over them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, g- given that rationale, DJ Khaled would have, like, eight years, I guess, to get over LeBron leaving. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it just seems, like, it seems weird to me. That seems excessive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, shit, if I got that update in, uh, you know, 2022, then, yeah, that would have been, that would have really... <laughs> seemed extreme but i just some broke up about it uh, yeah finally i got over it but i just i didn't realize that and also i didn't watch the video so i have no idea what his mm-hmm. statement was and now i'm kind of backtracking to try to uh find yeah just put it uh on the outro <laughs> let's see well here's what happens when here let me let me just read to you when you google mm-hmm. dj Khaled lebron james uh-huh. First thing that comes up, behind the selfie, DJ Khaled and LeBron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big story. <laughs> LeBron James celebrates win over Clippers in Snapchat video with DJ Khaled. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, videos. LeBron, DJ Khaled punches LeBron James in the face. That's weird. <laughs> so D, LeBron James used DJ Khaled's keys to success to motivate his wife on a treadmill. LeBron James leaving Miami is all DJ Khaled's fault. That's a BuzzFeed article from 2014. Oh. Let's see. Okay, we got this one I'm actually interested in reading. Let's see. Back on June 10th, 2014, rap overlord cheerleader DJ Khaled predicted that the Miami Heat would win the NBA Finals. The Heat had already lost one game to the Spurs. Khaled blamed this on the Spurs having cut off the air conditioning. Let's see. After Khaled's ESPN interview, the Heat won no games. Dude. Mm. He said, we champions. We always gonna win. We gonna win the series. We got King James. It's over. Guess not. Guess not, buddy. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Now I can't find whatever this, like... So I guess he's, like, not over it. But now that makes... Now it's contextualized a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Seemed like he was a little bit of a glory boy for LeBron. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all well and good, but yeah, I was just like, what time period did this uh, update come from? Mm-hmm. So, oh, here we go. Here's I finally found it. Oh, I don't want to watch this though. Ugh, no stuff I don't want to watch. DJ Khaled talks Miami Heat basketball, having respect for King James, and previews his three-point shot that he thinks is good enough to compete with NBA All-Stars. So, you know what that means. 
Oh, he's going to be part of the celebrity game. Put him in the put him in the three point challenge. Put uh, him in the Taco Bell Gordita <laughs> Supreme Supreme challenge. <laughs> I feel like I mean shit, dude. I wouldn't even compete against DJ Khaled eating Taco Bell. That I would I would <laughs> opt out. He'd kill you. Like there's just no way you're going to beat him. He, eating Taco Bell. No. Way. no. I mean, I, I feel like I could really try and give him, you know, a run for his money, but then, you know. He's competitive, though, and you know he's, like, <laughs> eyes on the prize. He's not giving that up. Yeah. So. Like, okay, DJ Khaled, you can't eat more gorditas than I can. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, we're the champions. We're the best. <laughs> and he gets in your face and eats, like, 20 gorditas, and you're like, fuck. Can't be that. <laughs> And he takes a three-point shot on top of that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I sometimes, <laughs> maybe sometime I'll go watch that video, but I, I'm, I'm not really that concerned on what DJ Khaled's feelings are about LeBron James leaving Miami two and a half years ago. <laughs> so, it's, uh, <laughs> topical, very topical. Yeah. So, wait until now to share his feelings. But yeah, and then like, why is ESPN interviewing DJ Khaled? I don't know. Who knows? Because he's got a sick three-point shot that he wants everybody to see. I don't yeah. know because this is kind of a weird time because it's like it's that like not great time in the in the in the NBA season where it's like the lead up to All Star, which you know is like people phoning it in. Yeah, and then. Football, I guess football's exciting right now because it's about to be the Super Bowl, which you know I love. Um, Are you ready for some football? Oh my god, I love singing that song. (laughs) I love parties and I love singing Are You Ready for Some Football. That's really like, I am at the center of that Venn diagram. Yeah, and then the NCAA hasn't really heat up yet as well. Yeah, I mean, this is really, uh, aside from the lead-up to the Super Bowl, once the Super Bowl's over, mm-hmm. it's like, you got two weeks till All-Star, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Yeah. So, like, there's hockey, I guess, mm-hmm. if you're into that. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> so the big news, football minute, a sport mm-hmm. we don't care about, the big news is that, you know, the Chargers are coming to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody at work the other day, my coworker Dennis, who wants to be on our podcast really badly, shout out to Dennis. <laughs> he keeps asking me it when is. we're taping it. Dennis is a LeBron. <laughs> Dennis is the guy who's a LeBron fan. Uh-huh. Loves LeBron. So right now, Dennis is a Cleveland fan. Oh, I see. But yeah. Dennis, oh, but he has no real allegiance. Um, well, he loves LeBron. But then he also, he actually does like Miami and lived there. So he gets, so he can, you know, he gets a pass. Mm-hmm. So the, the Chargers are coming here. And Dennis was saying to me that, you know, now L.A. has the Rams and the Chargers who are both not good. So it's basically, basically like being Cleveland. And I said, Dennis, here's the thing. That's really dumb. Well, but here's, here's the thing, though. The Browns hmm. beat the Chargers this year. So, <laughs> in our one victory, 
Yeah, I watched that game in Cleveland. Ugh. You know, here's the thing. Remember how badly I wanted that parade? Mm-hmm. Really wanted that parade. Really wanted it. And then I was, I too watched the game. Um, well, I watched some of it immediately mm-hmm. after getting my Cavs tattoo, which I finally took care of in the 11th hour of 2016. I really wanted that parade until I saw a kid at the game in Cleveland, which the weather was not ideal. Surprise, Cleveland in December. Mm-hmm. And I saw a kid with a corrugate sign, like a shitty little sign on corrugate that said, all I want for Christmas is one win. And I was like, man, I want them to win so that kid can feel like joy. Just a little yeah. bit. And then they won. Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then subsequently, you know, lost to the Steelers. But, hey, as a uh, friend of the pod, Brittany's boyfriend, Matt says, road to 1-15. and 15. It's beautiful. Yeah, so Dennis is wrong in that aspect because the Browns were actually the superior team in that game, which is hilarious because mm-hmm. they're both garbage. So I hope that little kid had a great Christmas and was very excited. I forget very... I forget that people um, are actually very much Browns fans until I go back to Cleveland. Yeah. From afar, I'm like, oh, oh, they're so bad. And then I go home and everybody's like, the Browns. And I'm like, oh, well. So, yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't recorded since our fateful Christmas hang time. Yeah. Yeah, um, my uh, fake uh, championship ring is now uh, placed in a prominent spot in my home. Yeah, mine is, I can see mine right now. It's uh, Mm -hmm. right next to my TV. It might be Mm -hmm. relocated, but that's where it's current. It's in its display little thing that it came with. Yeah, mine too. So, after we got to see the, the Cavs brutalize the Brooklyn Nets, Mm-hmm. And then I got the best Christmas gift ever, which is the Cavs beating the Warriors on two bad calls on Christmas. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Um, the amount of fuck you texts I got from Warriors fans after that, they were up there. But you know what I texted them back? A photo of me in that sweater with the LEDs going like, Merry Christmas. So... For anyone who's interested, Kim and I took some Christmas photos in our matching Cavs, Cavs Christmas sweaters and our Wearing, fake championship uh, rings. Yeah. So. Because we're worth it. Uh, hey, that's true. So true. But, uh, yeah, good Christmas. Yeah, it was a good Christmas. Now they play the Warriors <laughs> tomorrow, and I'm like, oh, boy. So. And yeah, and the the Warriors are going to have a another fun game this week. Uh, they're going to play Oklahoma City. Oh boy! Oh yeah. boy! So it's like watching a, a two X's at a party. That's what mm-hmm. watching that te- those two teams play each other is like. Russ yeah. Russ acting like he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Katie knowing he's knowing he's the one who did him wrong. But still, mm-hmm. still pretending like he doesn't know a thing about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew. 
Yeah, it, it's definitely much watch. It's must watch basketball. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm not off tomorrow though, so I unfortunately will not be watching Cavs Warriors. Yeah. My company doesn't take tomorrow off either. Well, that solidarity then. But it's on mm-hmm. probably for at a decent time for you. It's on at 5 o'clock for me, so there's no way. Yeah. No way I can watch it. I will be checking the score at work <laughs> like a cool person. So. Yeah, because yeah, don't they have all-day games? I think so, yeah. Because I got an ESPN <laughs> alert. Don't worry, ESPN's keeping me up to date. Uh, the Bulls will be playing the Grizzlies in the annual Martin Luther King Jr. celebration game. I didn't realize that was a thing, but... Yeah, um, I mean, the past few years, they've at least had, you know, all-day games, usually starting around noon. Mm. Mm. Uh, Here's a good update. Fan pays Mm. $52,088 for four courtside seats on StubHub for Monday's Warriors-Cavs game in Oakland. This, that seems... Uh, let's see who that was. Let's see who that quote-unquote fan is. Drake. Oh, let's see. There's no... It's... Yeah. It's Drake or it's a it's a white guy. It's a white tech bro. It doesn't have any, <laughs> any more information other than that. So thanks. Thanks, Ravel, for that fun fact. Yeah, that's really... Like, what a waste of a push notification. Also, what a waste of money. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we kind of had a different version of this conversation when you were talking to me about your, uh, what was your, what, what game were you going to go, are you going to go, or were you going to go see in New Orleans? Uh, it's going to be Pelicans Warriors. Or no, 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 no. You're going to Pelicans Wizards, right? Wizards, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. And you were like, is it worth it to sit courtside at Pelicans Wizards? And I was like, no. <laughs> that I have a threshold for experience. Mm-hmm. A monetary <laughs> threshold. I, I mean, here's the thing. Obviously, my love for Cleveland and the Cavs is very deep. I would never pay $52,000 to, to watch a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Unless no. the halftime show was about me and <laughs> like I got to meet all the players and like hang out with them before and after the game. Otherwise, no, there's like no reason to pay that much money. There just isn't. $52,000. That's out of control. That is out of control. To be fair, the price of the ticket I was looking at. Was two hundred some odd dollars. That's true. That's true. Which is like, you know, affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 to say it's like not a lot of money, but in terms of courtside seats, affordable. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If the scale is between zero and fifty-two thousand dollars, then yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um. And I mean, you and I have both paid to sit courtside mm-hmm. in different times. Um, never, I don't think I've ever paid more than $200 to sit courtside, though. Yeah. And I, and to be honest, uh, yeah, I have a threshold. $52,000 yeah. for a regular season game, 
Granted, it's a you know it's a finals rematch or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, that's that to me is indicative of the whole thing that we've talked about uh, about the Bay Area and its problems. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, too many tech bros, too much money. So, hey, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you'll get to be at Smoothie King Arena or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to scratch Smoothie King Arena off of my list as I try to see a game in every arena in the country. Well, yeah, you also covered the queue for Christmas. That was your first time there. Yeah, cover the queue for Christmas, get Smoothie King. (laughs) Got to get that Smoothie King. Yeah, hopefully I can get... uh, Get Boston, maybe around May. Hopefully they're in the postseason. Oh, oh, you and you and Kelly Olenek just hanging out. Yeah, doing whatever. Yeah, I'm hoping to hit Phillips in April. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for me, though. Travel-wise, everything else I'm going to see in LA. So, um. Unless I can work a work a Bulls game, United Center situation into some of the wedding journeys I'll be making in the spring. Ah, uh, yes. So, one of which we will do together. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. We should get a hotel room for that. <laughs> yeah, we should, uh, should look into that. Look into yeah. that thing we gotta go do. Party room. Gotta go see about a wedding. Yeah. Party um, room. Party party room. Hey, did yeah. I tell you the imp- speaking of Manchester <coughs> by the Sea updates? Mm-hmm. Did I uh tell you about um my the fact that uh Casey Affleck lives in my neighborhood? What? Yeah. Yep. So do you see him out and about? I haven't seen him. This came from getting into a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, man, there's no Bulls games that weekend that we're going to be there. What a bummer. Shit. Well, there is, but it's, like, during the wedding, which we can't do. Oh, Sorry, Jamie. Going to see the Clippers play the Bulls. Oh, good game. (laughs) Good job on your wedding. Bye now. (laughs) They play Golden State Thursday the 2nd, but I won't be there yet. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'll have to save that for the future. So, um, yeah. Anything else? Any other exciting things in your life? Besides your tour and being no. tour? I mean, I, I'm really excited to... Uh, I'm also excited for uh, the Warriors, Oklahoma City... Uh, rematch because uh, I want to see angry Westbrook go off and uh, hopefully he can catch another triple double. God, hopefully it'll be better than the last time the Warriors played the Thunder. Mm-hmm. That was rough. That was depressing. And because so. uh, he is got his eye on Oscar Robertson's uh, 
record. Yeah. Old record. triple double. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rob. Cranky old oh, Rob. Yep. So. Well. There's there's enough time in the season. He could get 42. That's true. That's true. We'll see what happens. So. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good to be back in 2017. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh. Keep the momentum going. See how it goes. See how it goes. Yeah, just, you know, 2016, what a terrible time. Yeah. 2017, let's just hang out and... PMA. Positive mental attitude. Yeah, let's see if we like each other, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Really test it out. Test it out, see what happens. Yeah, you know. All right. Well, I'll talk to you uh, next week for next week's basketball party. I'll talk to you then. Bye, dude. Bye. Bye.